Good morning, all. It's field trip time! Finally, we are getting out of here, at least for the weekend, and that's not nothing. After last week, when we opened up that terrifying portal to hell, well, frankly, campers, I'm ready to not be here. Quick review of the weekend's itinerary. We are headed to Louisiana for the big football game! I'm positive that we are going to make it there and back without any issues. Ooh, we'll be stopping in Ambrose for lunch. You could say it's a quirky town. Yes, I know about the big fire that happened there. And yes, I know about Trudy's House of Wax. But that's ancient history. The same story can't be remade more than once. Or t twice. Just to be cautious, we will have some extra chaperones along for the trip. Everyone, please give a warm Camp Wanna Slay you welcome to Paige and Wade! They're here for the weekend to help out and certainly will not be harmed in any way. Maybe I shouldn't have said that last part out loud. They'll make it to the end, right? Well, whatever. Stay hopeful and stay alive! Hey y'all, it's another episode of Bunk 237, ah, horror movie podcast, the fictional sleepaway camp that we now live in forever. I'm a host, Chet Wen. And I'm another host, <laughs> Robin Slotnick. And joining us today is Josh Corngut. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, yes. I feel like there's so many ways to say it, and I like the way that you chose to. Um, it was a good. <laughs> so one. I got it wrong. <laughs> no, no, it was it was classy. Usually, I'm like Josh Corn Gut, and it's not how to do it, but I just feel like I've given into it. Um, yeah, so I'm Josh Corn Gut. I am a filmmaker and a podcaster in Toronto, Canada. Uh, my podcast is Development Hell, and it's on the Dread Podcast Network. And I talk about horror movies that never were. So I, I each episode I pick like an iconic horror movie that got canceled or just never made it, and I try to figure out why that happened and if it still stands a shot at the green light. What Love was that. like the most surprising one that you've done so far Ooh. that like did not get a green light? Um. I was sad about Freddy versus Jason 2. How dare mm, they not make that one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like that maybe still could happen. At you know some what? Point. They they say it may. I hear I hear rumors of a reboot because how else would it ever happen nowadays? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. We're maybe Freddy versus Jason you. versus Vincent, maybe one of these. They really tried to like make Vincent that. a thing in this movie. There's that one line. <laughs> he's like, really? oh my God, it's Vincent. <laughs> was like, mm, okay. Freddy sure. versus Jason plus like a like a female supernatural serial killer. I also oh, think we need more female always. serial killers. That's very right? true. Like, oh my God, the incredible. Like a franchise like female-led uh, slasher genre or like slasher. Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> we need a female. Icon. An icon. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay just because you gave me the opportunity because you literally said that um I, as I mentioned I'm a filmmaker and me and my um creative partner Emily Gagne we are currently in development on trying to do exactly what you're you're asking for yeah amazing yeah so what I can you tell us well can you we already have anything? a short that's okay. out and about 
so I can talk about the short. It's called Best Friends Forever. And it has the antagonist, her name is Nancy. And she died because a group of cool girls wouldn't let her into the party. And um, now she's back and she's killing all the girls in town. And she's love it. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully this this COVID doesn't kill our future. That's great. Um, to yet, why don't you introduce the movie that we have chosen to watch to do a deep dive into today? I am so excited to introduce this movie because we are living for the mid-aughts remake of House of Wax. Yes. And I say remake very, very loosely uh, based <laughs> on the 1953 Vincent Price feature of the same name, which was also based on another story and another story. Uh, it bears very little resemblance to that film. They both have wax museums and mm -hmm. fires and their titles the same. <laughs> uh, but this 2005 House of Wax is a very fun, very basic slasher that hits all the sort of slasher bullet points. Mm -hmm. um, a group of super attractive teen, in quotes, adults are on a road trip to some kind of vague football game. They get into car trouble. They end up in a weirdo small town with an even weirder wax museum, AKA Trudy's House of Wax. Um, of course, they can't help but explore the Wax Museum, and surprise, it's creepy as hell, and run by a psychotic masked serial killer. Most of the cast dies. Mm -hmm. uh, first question for everyone, did you die at every death scene or what? <laughs> the only thing that I remember going into re-watching this movie was... I was like, I think there are cool death scenes. Like I didn't, re like I didn't remember anything else except for that. And yeah, there were. <laughs> oh yeah, it was so gross. I was shocked yes. by how disgusting this movie is, which I loved. It, it so yes, and like held up, like the effects held up mostly, except for like when the actual house of wax sign was like falling at the end it was very oh, I like, love that. early <laughs> early I love, cgi okay i love the house of wax sign so one of my notes is that i love that they committed to using the movie logo as the actual <laughs> house of wax logo in it yes, multiple yes. times absolutely. and i was like that's absolutely. that's good yeah. i love that i love good I logo mean, work for sure like this is a movie for me where like i'm not watching it for the plot you know like i'm watching it for mm -hmm. the death scenes mm -hmm. it's like over the top and like visceral and like gory but yeah. the kind of like exaggeration that like I can really tolerate as a human being because it's like so crazy that it's very very cool like it makes me cringe but also like squeal in absolute delight oh yeah it's yeah. mean in a fun way yeah <laughs> exactly which is good because exactly. th these movies are not always mean in a fun way like this is the era of Hostel and Texas Chainsaw remake and those are good I guess but like this one, I don't know, like, it didn't stress me out in the same way. Totally. Yeah, and I think mean in a fun way is also a good way to describe Paris Hilton. Yeah. Like, as a sort of, <laughs> as her brand in the 2000s is, like, mm -hmm. mean but in a fun way is absolutely kind of what she was about, I think, in this era. What if we did the entire who's on first bit and then asked people to leave us Apple podcast reviews? Who's on first? Yes. And what's on second? And I don't know who's on third. No, 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 no. We are not doing this. Right. No, no, no. no. We're not doing this is the shortstop. Stop. 
No, I don't think he's on the team. No, I mean, we're not going to do the whole Abbott and Costello bit. We're just going to nicely ask people to leave us a review on Apple Podcast if they enjoy Bunk 237, ah, horror movie podcast. And that's that. That's the coach. <laughs> this has been Robin and Jeanette do Who's on First. Stick around for more Bunk 237. that this was like peak Paris Hilton era mm-hmm. it absolutely is the reason that I like went to the movie theater to see oh this. yeah do you oh, remember yeah. how they advertised see Paris die yes yeah very rude I feel like <laughs> <laughs> that was not okay. kind but she I had this leaned into it this I mean, leads nicely yes she did and this leads nicely into my uh, my first badge which is the Paris Jetem badge because Aww. she she commits and she's she great it, she does exactly what she needs to do in this movie. Yes. And yes. I noticed that there's that scene where she's making out with the guy and being f- secretly filmed. And I'm like, this is a year after her sex tape came out. Yeah. Like, what yeah. a good fucking sport. <laughs> yeah. This movie did her dirty, in my opinion, but I loved her in it. Yeah. And I kind of feel like she. Why, why do you think it did her dirty? Well, that, uh, starting off, I wrote it did her dirty when they did that scene where she's blowing the guy in the car and they're filming it. I just feel like, mm, I don't know, it run me the wrong way. Yes, because it was post her sex tape. Um, he, and I they didn't give her enough to do. And I feel like she was better than most other people in it. I'm sorry, Alicia Cuthbert, was that her name? Yeah, Cuthbert. Love her. She cannot carry a movie. <laughs> stop letting her. They did. They did stop letting her. Um, but yeah Paris killed it I think yeah and that was totally the era of like that caliber of celebrity just being totally taken advantage like just raked over the coals we we weren't even pretending to be treating them okay back then no no No, right exactly like yeah that was like peak TMZ tabloid gossip yes um especially especially to sort of like young Hollywood young women uh, yes. Nicole Richie, Paris Hilton, like at the forefront of that. And it was Lindsay. strange, almost like mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan, a very like strange symbiotic relationship. Or that's what we felt at the time, right? We yeah, were like, Brittany, oh, don't forget about her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And we're like, oh, never off on it. But obviously now, in retrospect, you know, like a decade and a half later, we're like, wow. oh, actually, that was incredibly harmful. Horrible what we did to these women, yeah. girls, even at the time. Yeah. Um, but they are truly my icons. And I think the day culture died is the day that Kim Kardashian sort of usurped Paris Hilton. And I kind of think <laughs> nothing has been okay ever since. I've, this wow. Is, yeah. Big. That is That's a hot take. Yeah. I stand yeah, by yeah. it. I, I, I'm still team Paris today, which I, I mean, feel like oh, is not Oh, yeah. I don't take. disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah. Um, I met Paris Hilton once uh, what? many, many years ago. I was working at a music festival. I was working backstage and I was driving a golf cart and she needed a ride. And I'm going to tell you, I was not supposed to give people rides, Wow! (laughs) but she needed a ride in the golf cart backstage. And I was like, okay. And I'm like very, I'm like pretty young at this point. Um, And she was very, very nice. And it was her and her friends. And then when I dropped her off where she needed to be, she gave me a hug and in her Paris Hilton voice said, thank you so much. And oh I, my god! And my heart was like, oh my god! I'm gonna remember <laughs> the sound of her telling me thank you forever. 
forever. I'm, I'm never going to forget you telling me that time <laughs> forever. So true. I'm going to have that story oh for the rest of my life. I'm going to forget you before I forget that story. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. Oh, just, you should just start saying it like that. Iconic, that incredible story. It's so good. Oh, and I love Paris. I also wanted to give her while we're. I feel like there were. I feel like we should have like a Paris Hilton award mm-hmm. ceremony. A whole, <laughs> whole yes. section because yes. she's yes. getting all of the badges for this one. I, I had a uh, the reason this movie exists badge to Paris uh, mm-hmm. for being for like not being the main character but somehow being the main attraction. Absolutely, um, the main attraction, the yeah, main event, the, even the main event. She's on the poster, the big PR campaign. Her death scene, just is that, is that her on the poster? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the her drippy on the lady. Yeah, the cool. drippy. I mean, doesn't that look like her? It does absolutely. Right. I don't know if it is actually her, but I do think that they played off the fact that it was like a yes. Paris sort of image. Must have know? been. Yeah. Totally. Do you think uh, that was her hair? It, there's no way. It's extensions, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay then my badge is the extensions badge. She deserves it. She gets it. I like how it was so long, but there was no volume, which is very 2005. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, it is. Yep. Yes, it is. Yeah, because yep, yep. uh, when we hit to 2010, like it was very volume, and I feel like now we're coming back from that. But this yeah. movie, it was, it was, it was, it was noticeable. I did notice how perfect her hair looked in every scene, even like in her death scene as she's like getting impaled yes. by the thing. You're like, oh, that wow. was wild. Also, Great velour tracksuit badge. <gasps> oh yeah. Oh, this absolutely. was like the height. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so, it is. I want that one baby now. blue. <laughs> oh, baby blue. <laughs> Juicy Listen, tracks. If, if you're that blonde and you're not wearing baby blue, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I did uh, have sort of a, a related badge to that scene, that sex scene, mm. um, and it's the subtly subversive badge because if you think about it, Paris and whatever that guy's name, um, her boy Blake, survive Blake, survive basically until the end, specifically because they wanted to stay back and have sex. Good for them, right? And and, and usually and, and, the and, sexy people die first, right away. Right? That's a good right little away. slasher. Yeah, a little like a little bit of a subversion of the. Thing. I was thinking yeah. about that too. I feel like is this the first time where they were self aware that they could not kill the person of color immediately? Right, that was another like part of it. The literal line in the sand, because I feel like two thousand and three, it wouldn't have been this way. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably and, right. Yeah, I mean, there is that is a real possibility because I think uh, I think very obviously they are very aware of slasher movies, right? Like the screenwriters, everyone, and even like as an audience. In 2005, we are very aware right. of slasher movies and sort of the things the way you're supposed to go. I mean, we're at this point, we're post scream in the era of slasher remakes. And I also thought a tiny note, and I couldn't, I, I thought maybe this was a little connection, but the first scene happens in 1974, which is like a huge year for slasher films. Uh-huh. And a lot of people would say that, like, you know, slashers all started after 1974. Uh, and I don't know if that was on purpose or just something just to kind of oh, it notice. Must but have it was been. like it had, right? yeah, yeah. Very this movie was pure Texas Chainsaw Massacre energy. Oh, absolutely. At times, absolutely. Um, wow. I like that you say that because something I say too much is that I believe culture didn't begin until 1978 with the release of Halloween. So, but I, I, but of course, Texas Chainsaw Massacre does exist, but <laughs> I don't know. I, it doesn't help my my take, so I ignore it. Um, I had another sort of film related badge to the general film overall, which was like actually this is tourist trap badge. Little trivia that the screenplay is basically a rip off of 1979's Tourist Trap, 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna read you guys the synopsis from IMDb to really just hammer in how much this movie is actually that movie. Quote, a group of young friends stranded at a secluded roadside museum are stalked by a masked assailant who uses his telekinetic powers to control the attraction's mannequins. Oh. Sounds incredible, one thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God, mannequins even. Yeah, so it is it is a very, very- Wow. Close. It's been compared on a lot of different, uh, a lot of different blogs and people. And honestly, even the director has fully admitted like, oh yeah, this is just torch trap. But the studio wanted it to be a House of Wax remake because yeah. that name was more popular. Like, Yeah, more interesting. interesting. Cause there's no way trucker hat teens in 2005 knew about the original so no, no. but yeah, it is right. a good title though <laughs> it is an excellent title so good and what a good device i could not wait for that house to melt <gasps> right the escalation <laughs> of that i thought was so perfect like like every sort of like yeah you know a little bit like uh all the deaths you know from the beginning like the way that it grows and climaxes with the big fire just beautiful what a beautiful cool oh yeah like last like last scene of the whole house burning down and everything melting and they're trying to like fight through the sort of the wax yeah okay so speaking of burning down have you read the wikipedia page for this movie because (laughs) they were the production was sued for seven million dollars because they burnt down the set because of they, a real on-set fire. Yeah, they were 100% negligent. <laughs> Wax Productions were negligent. Who would have yeah. thunk? Yeah. <laughs> and burnt down apparently like like a legacy oh Warner Brothers God. studio set. Yeah. Worth it. Worth <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah, so the second I saw fire, I was like, oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> this, is the, this is that time. Um, I had a badge that kind of relates a lot to that fire scene but also other moments in the movie which was the all cap symbolism badge because there oh. were some very <laughs> i know exactly what very you're, or, overt what you're symbolism about. when he cuts through the the melting uh conjoined babies <laughs> oh, oh yeah totally Ew. Yeah, there was symbolism in that in in the arch. Okay, I had a archery badge for Chad Michael Murray, of course. Ooh, that's a great badge. Yeah, it's a real one. And then he was holding <laughs> the bow very phallic at one point, and I thought <laughs> that's on purpose. So all cap symbolism again. There was uh, the whatever happened to Baby Jane playing in the. Theater. I did not remember that at all. Me neither. Was, but it was like a, a big part of. The- <laughs> of the movie yeah Yeah. and like being gay and since 2005 baby jane comes up so much like you can't be gay and not have baby jane be a huge part of your life so i was thrilled to see it that movie theater scene there's a scene in the movie where the bad guy is hunting down uh the two leads and they pretend to be wax (laughs) like like mannequins in the audience and it's so stupid but so good and like somehow he's not going to be able to tell. Yeah, yeah, totally. And the uh, the killer uh, is he's doing that thing where he's like counting. He's counting the, uh, the wax <laughs> figures. He's apparently had them like memorized, you know. Of course, um, he made them. So, but he also is like, but uh, I feel like if he knows it that well, I think he should be able to see who's like. You know what else was is that in the back? Such a good detail in that scene specifically was the like the extent to which the bodies were just rotted away inside. (laughs) Like some of them were dusty. Some of them were still like smushy. (laughs) It was just like, 
a lot of smushy nose. So good. Yes, yeah, so good and gross. And it's funny how they they could turn such cheap mannequin like statues into like effective scary moments because they put it in your mind that oh there's someone in there. Meanwhile, it's just like a stupid carnival ride attraction thing. But I'm like, no, it's yes, a lady. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's interesting is a lot of the wax, uh, the wax figures are ac- the the extras are actual real people that are just wearing masks because that was I love uh, that actually cheaper, which makes sense, you know, than actually getting all these wax figures made. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think for the effect of them looking realistic, it's uh-huh. like, oh, they were actually people. Have you ever been in a wax museum, either of you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've been to like Madame Tussauds. Oh, yeah, I've I have never been to Madame Tussauds. Would you I'm, go to a Madame Tussauds, or do wax figures scare you? They're weird. In where I am in Toronto, there. Okay, yeah, you probably are aware of Niagara Falls, right? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. a very honeymoon destination, and there's all sorts of like very like trashy kind of touristy things to do. And for the longest time, they had the worst wax museum on earth, <laughs> where it was like just like uh, the worst like Bart Simpson you could ever have imagined, like <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, wax Bart Simpson. Yeah, I feel oh, like yeah. that would the be whole, the whole family. Yeah, so and fun, you could like, sit with them on the couch, and then there was like the scary section where there was like a strobe light. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Very uncanny valley more than it is actually scary. Yeah. I feel like that's <laughs> even scarier though. Yes, it is. <laughs> I did want to uh, give some sort of maybe like artistry badge, I think, to uh, to Bo and Vincent because like <laughs> on the one hand, uh, it is super gross and weird. But on the other hand, they're very skilled at making yes. wax figures. I know they're using real <laughs> people, but it's like, you know, when he's shaping it and there's that one scene early on where you see him like sort of shaping the body Boobs. of a woman and you're like, yeah. yeah. And you're like, wow, all right. Actually, yeah, well, that's like yeah. pretty realistic. That's like a lot of skill. One of my notes is just wax boobs because it was <laughs> so long. <laughs> there was, I mean, they had to, I guess. Yeah. They it had just had to happen. It had they to have happen. To hit, they have to hit all of those yeah. things in this movie. I give them an arts and crafts badge. I know I'm not really supposed to give, be giving out real badges, but I, I chose to. <laughs> I love you it. Give out any badge you once. We have Thank no you. rules here. Okay, amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely they deserve the Arts and Crafts Award. I think they they absolutely do. It is. I, I mean, mean, like not not just the wax, but like that contraption he built to like hold the bodies together. The whole That's, town. The whole town. Yeah, I loved the. And town. I mean, a whole building made of wax, plus all of the like inside of the wax museum. The fact that like the floors and like every piece of furniture. Like, honestly, like that's pretty impressive. It's cool. <laughs> it's kind of like an ice hotel, but less cool. <laughs> I wanted to give a uh, "that's hot" badge uh, <laughs> to the entire to the entire movie mm-hmm. for one, having yeah. a super hot ensemble cast. Uh, two, <laughs> so literally being a movie about hot wax. Yeah. And three. Duh. Yes. Again, mm-hmm. always comes back to this: Paris Hilton. <laughs> And the I, fire that burned it all down. <laughs> yes. I had. I also had a badge for the cast, um, which Shane actually helped me name. It is the One True Bill ca- badge. Wow. <laughs> because wow, 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 it is wow, 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 wow. the most 2005 cast of characters. <laughs> oh, it's it was like, it, it, if shocking. It was, if someone was like, try to cast a movie that would, co- would have come out in 2005, <laughs> it would be all of those people. <laughs> I'm, I'm in no, love. Exactly with the guy that wears the trucker hat. I don't remember his name. 
okay, his name is John Abrams, the like the the gross friend. Yes. Of the I yeah. was like, why am I in love with him? And then I remembered he's <laughs> the, the guy from Scary Movie. And I saw yes. that as a child and I was like, wow, hotness. He's also <laughs> in Kids, which is oh, not wow. a hot movie. Oh, what a guy. Wow. I, but it makes sense. I had a, a related badge that. for him, which is the Trope Graveyard badge. Um, uh, <laughs> about the one guy who brings the camera along mm. on trips to like yeah. record everything For and sure. then that being used against them later <laughs> it just doesn't happen anymore and like i'm sorry but cell phone videos just hit different Absolutely. Absolutely. i think that like the camcorder footage from mm-hmm. the mid-2000s is like it works like, every time that showed, up, that showed up in so many movies and it showed up in a lot of horror movies of that era totally because the voyeur voyeurism of it is always a yeah creepy, right? everything looks like the Paris Hilton sex tape. (laughs) Everything's in like green vision. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, honestly, what a good sport. What a good sport she was. She's good. She's in another movie that I love called Repo the Genetic Opera. Are you guys familiar? (gasps) Yes, yeah, I remember Repo. Yeah, I loved Repo when I was like, what, 18? Um, and I feel like you shouldn't see it after you're 18, and I probably never will. But she was she was in that. I don't remember if she was good. She was in it. She's, she had a song in it. Uh, I think we're, in general, even as a horror community, I think we're coming back to these 2000s remakes that we all kind of hated back then. Oh, I mean, listen, I feel like some of us that never left. <laughs> it's the mid to older millennials. Hi. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, no, I hear you. The movie is definitely better than they allowed it to be. I think it's like, like the root of it is we hate we hate women. And I think we hate Paris Hilton because we hate women. And then we hated this movie because we hate Paris Hilton. So I kind of think it all comes down to that at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the women in this were also, the, I mean, it was like Paris and Alicia Cuthbert, you know. Um, Speaking of hating women. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate I, 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 no, appreciate, I, I liked Alicia Cuthbert in this movie. And, and it's maybe I didn't like Alicia Cuthbert, but I liked her character. And it was like one of the few <laughs> movies where I was like, oh, like, I don't want her to die. Like, she deserves to live. She's doing a lot of work. She was, she had a lot to do. That's true. It would have been rude if they had killed her. I love her. I'm a big Happy Endings fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love me her too. On, on that. But did but, you like her in this? I feel like no, I hated her in this. I thought <laughs> I, I was like she. I was like, what are you doing? I I, I liked everybody did, else. Did you hate her as an actor or her as a character? I I am sorry. I I am I want to be an ally, but no, I don't. I it was her. It was her. I feel like <laughs> I just feel like like there were a moment. Oh my god, the scene where she sees her dead friends in the back of the pickup truck with Paris Hilton's in the mm. dead, and she's looking out the window and she just goes, no. <laughs> And it was funny. It was bad. Um, and everyone else is doing like pretty heavy lifting in this movie, including Bobby Cobb from Cougar Town. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was really weirded out to see him as the bad guy in this. Uh, the most uh, annoying part for me of, of Alicia Cuthbert's character was the scene where she's waiting outside of the house for Wade. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of realizes that something's a little off when she figures out that the the truck headlight is out mm-hmm. and that like this guy is the creepy guy from the other night. And then she gets into the truck, locks the door, like when he's coming out, and she's like, I'm waiting for Wade, you can't come in. But the keys are in the truck the whole time, like in the ignition. And it drives me crazy that she didn't start the truck earlier. <laughs> like she started it after he started like attacking her and attacking the truck. And then she and then it like 
you know, and it like, rolls down the hill, and it's like, that would have been like, a disaster. Yeah. I would like that's the thing. You don't know <laughs> what you're gonna do you in that situation. Just enough time to at least start the car, you know, like. <laughs> She really struggled audience. with leaving Wade. That was the problem. Right. right. Yes. And like Wade. her Oscar worthy performance conveys yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> she was really struggling. I think she is she good at comedy. Code. She had the keys to the car. It was like she was. She had it all. She walked. had it all. She had those those low lights too, <laughs> which I thought worked for her and I was shocked yeah. to see her not be I guess because she could not be as blonde as Paris how how dare right. they even right. oh they actually uh, so she dyed her hair blonde uh, or no sorry she dyed her hair uh, brown but she's a uh, natural blonde and mm-hmm. Paris is actually a natural brunette And but her <gasps> oh goodness, it's her real. whole thing at that time was oh my like, god you know, it's like the ABC hair. family drama switched at birth <laughs> <laughs> that's what that reminds me of Oh wait! Speaking of weird births, I have a uh, a a badge. It's a little graphic. Uh, <laughs> it's a those twins fucking or what badge to like <laughs> Carly and Nick, uh, who is Alicia Cuthbert and Chad Michael Murray mm-hmm. for like having such weird on-screen sexual tension. Thank you. Thank, you, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Let's not pussyfoot into this. I want to talk about this all day. Yeah. Uh, the whole movie, yeah. I was like, are they gonna fuck like the whole time? Hey. To be fair, Chad Michael Murray had sexual tension with literally every single person in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to. The, when he takes off his tank top, it was funny. <laughs> oh, it, okay, I have a badge like, for that. What? It's the magical shrinking tank top badge because he's wearing like a big ass wife beater, which yeah. we called it, which is terrible now, but worse. What do we call better. it now? A wife respecter? A wife respecter. <laughs> Sorry. And then he hands it to Alicia Cuthbert, who is like half his size, and she puts it on, and it magically transforms into like a form-fitting women's tank. Like, <laughs> I love that. That's the technology of two thousand and five. Was... Yes. Uh, he in this movie, I had so many thoughts because right off the bat, I was like, "Ugh, this is the guy that dated my best friend in high school and treated her crappy, and now he like is a janitor at the mall." <laughs> right. Yeah. That's this yes. is a real person. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not joking. For real? Yeah, shout out to you, Jules. Um, you're, you <laughs> can't pick them. Love you, though. Um, he, but he was such a trope. He was such a early 2000s, like, bad oh, white boy trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Which is why it was so confusing when he first shows up and why, like, I did not understand that that was his sister that he was, like, <laughs> leering at, like, an, like a creepy ex-boyfriend, yeah. you know, like, in a weird, jealous way. And I definitely did not pick up that they were supposed to be siblings until several scenes later. Well, they had a handy scene of heavy exposition where they said that they were twins like six times. Oh my God, they're twins. Never, (laughs) never picked up on that. Really? Never heard them say it. Never realized. (laughs) She... Oh, because of the twin I'm the evil twin multiple times. (laughs) Yes, totally. So they're twins. Right, because it's supposed to parallel Joe and Vincent. Then they should have been... The twist should have been that they're the evil kids that make, I don't know how to do it, but it should have been. <laughs> I wanted to play a small game uh, with you guys. I wanted to get your immediate, I'm going to, I wanted to describe the deaths. So we're very, very good deaths. I just wanted to name the character, describe their death. And I just want your first immediate visceral reaction. I'm also <laughs> going to like, uh, I'm also going to start in order of like sort of my least favorite death to my favorite death. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. First death. Dalton Chapman, 
pushed down the stairs, decapitated with two daggers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, no, my baby. My <laughs> boyfriend. Know. No. That was, was, that was the same for me. I was just it was like, like, oh, oh, <laughs> poor kid. <laughs> my, my, my trucker hat lover is gone. <laughs> it was sad. Yeah, that's perfect. You guys, that was perfect. Okay, next set. <laughs> Blake Johnson throat slit with hunting knife off screen and then forced into his neck. Not satisfying enough for me. Mm-mm. He deserved a better death. I absolutely I agree. This exact same thing. I think he deserved better. I, I had a weird memory of him maybe surviving and I was really disappointed that, that that's how that happened. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vincent Sinclair, uh, stomach impaled with hunting knife, kicked, fell through wax floor, lands on Bo's corpse. Good. <laughs> I I wanted a little more. It was like heavy on the symbolism, not enough on like the like tearing his body apart, you know? Right. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm not a I love this movie. I, I think he's lame. Mm. Yeah, I agree. As a villain, kind of like mm. what a lame poop. And I, I laughed so hard the scene where Alicia goes, It's Vincent. <laughs> it was like, okay, we got like there's no sequel coming, baby. Like, <laughs> We don't need to know his name. And also, how heavy-handed is it that they named him Vincent? Vincent, I know. Oh, right, yeah. That's a definite. That's a like a wink, wink. We oh, kind it's... of saw the original. <laughs> it's too much. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, Bo Sinclair head bludgeoned nine times with baseball bat. I did like that very much. <laughs> I liked that. I was a little sad that his brother was sad, and so mm. family family matters. <laughs> Family. Also big on the symbolism because he, he was the brother without the sort of deformity and then mm-hmm. right, you know, right. Hand, you know? Same side of the face. Like yeah. it wasn't clear that the deformed brother was the bad kid at the beginning, or am I wrong? Was it the other way around? You know, there was like the bad kid they had to restrain, and then the good kid. Right. The good which one kid was which? The actual evil kid, because the good kid is the one I, that I. Oh, you know what? Actually, now I that think I'm that the loud, evil kid was Bo. Because he had the scars on his hands from the yeah. ties, right? Right. S- s- hold on a second. I am so lost. So, so Vincent was the good twin. See, I like that. It's right. a bit of a twist. Yeah, yeah. I, my favorite scene in the movie is that opening 1974 moment. It reminded me of like Matilda. It was like a very raw doll. Like Yeah, well, nothing scarier than Matilda. <laughs> right? It was like, yeah. Okay, yeah. next step. Second to last one. Paige Edwards, a.k.a. Paris Hilton. Ankle cut with hunting knife through catwalk, pipe thrown through car windows, impaled through her head. You know, it, it was so good because that little move where she's peeking up, you're like, pe- you, people get away with that in the movies. I would she do didn't. it. She didn't. Yeah. She did not get away with it. Yeah. I, I the, 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 I rem- one of the only scenes I remembered is the great and the feet. There's mm. something about that that is too visceral mm. for me. Mm. Like, yeah. Achilles tendon getting cut in the beginning too. Yes. That was a very 2005 yeah. thing because that exact <sighs> shot basically is also in Hostel. I will never forget either Which of I those moments. Comes from Pet Cemetery, right? Mm. Oh my god, mm-hmm. Achilles tendon, right? I think like that's. It's also like the absolute. That sounds always oh. like the oh, it's gross. Worst, the worst cut. Um, if I live my entire life without hearing anyone say sometimes dead is better again, I will be happy. <laughs> 
you remember in 2019 like that's yeah. all you ever oh, heard yeah. I was, yeah. I, i'm so <laughs> mad about that and the other moment that i remembered and i had to turn the volume off for it was the the glue lips mm. Ooh, yeah. that was rough do you guys want to say what happened there because i feel like it's important Oh yeah, Alicia Cuthbert's character gets her uh, after she after she gets captured and she's sort of tied into that chair. She gets her uh, lips glued together so she won't yell. And then uh, while her sexy brother is looking for her <laughs> and she can hear his voice through the grate because she's underground, uh, she has to pry open her mouth. <sighs> in her skin and tear it apart no. so she can yeah. yell for help that was rough and that was after she stuck her finger through the grate <gasps> and just got it snipped off oh that was a tough one too that was a tough oh, one. Oh god i don't like finger things finger no, yeah finger things it, yeah tendons it was such a good moment though because it was like <laughs> <laughs> chad michael murray was just like turned the other way for a second and Bo just like did it real quick <laughs> just it was just like i just loved it yeah. It was deranged. So so deranged. (laughs) It is fun. It's weird to have a horror movie where the bad guy is not a reveal. Where like the bad guy is just like, and I find it doesn't work. Ultimately, at the end of the day, do you you remember the prom night remake? I'm sorry to ask that. They did that in the prom night remake, where it's just like a guy walking around and you know who it is the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not enough mystery to that. (laughs) Well, I. I didn't mind it in this movie because I don't think that it was, I don't think that the villain was the main thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like their whole mm-hmm. sort of weird conjoined twin story and whatever. Like, I really feel like, again, this is in the movie where like, I'm not watching for, <laughs> not watching uh, for, <laughs> for plot, for the mystery. For Absolutely not. For the mystery. Right, I'm just right, right. Watching it for the cool deaths, which brings us to the last death, not the last death in the movie, but the last death that I'm going to ask you about, which is Wade Dalton. Well cut, chest impaled with scissors, turned into a wax statue, lower half of face flayed off. Ah, that was too. I have a badge for this, and it it. is the Gilmore Girls Revenge badge because Dean finally gets what he deserves. Um, first of all, Dean is the nicest boyfriend on Gilmore Girls. How dare you? For one thing, he held her back. (laughs) She held him back. She ruined his life. Rory is um, he ruined his own. Rory's a monster and I will not I will not agree. <laughs> well that's true. Both. That's true. That, like, but I didn't like Dean. Wife is, that's his fault. Yeah. I, I mean listen, yeah. I hate Dean and I, I hate all the boyfriends ultimately. Right. I, I think the best one for her was was the blonde guy. Chad Michael Murray? Logan? He looks like her, him. <laughs> Who's the blonde guy? Whatever. Logan. Uh, the yeah, Logan. Logan. And not because yeah. I like him, but because like that's who she deserves, in my opinion. Right, right. And you know who we have not talked about at all is Robert Richard, uh, which is Paris Hilton's boyfriend in the movie. Oh my God. Uh, my so... cousin Skeeter. <laughs> Do you remember that show? No. Is that him? Oh my God. Yes. He was he was the main character and his cousin was Skeeter, a puppet. <laughs> oh my. Oh, sounds crazy. like trash. Um, <laughs> he was a smoke show. Oh my God. <gasps> I'm going to say he gets the hottest. He gets like the the hot award, I think. He is absolutely the the hottest person in this movie. I think he's the hottest person in this movie. And Chad Michael Murray could be argued. It's just like not my thing. I think he's the prettiest person in this movie, Chad Michael Murray. I would say, yeah, I would would give prettiest (laughs) to Chad Michael Murray, but definitely like super hottest is definitely Robert Richard. Yeah. Oh my goodness. 
And like he's like a little bit naked for part of it, which was wild. <laughs> Although he's not nice to Paris Hilton, who oh right. my god, there's a there's a another death that we didn't discuss. Her unborn child. <laughs> was she not pregnant? <laughs> what, she what was her secret? She was potentially pregnant. Right? Yeah, she was pregnant. This movie killed an unborn child. Don't tell the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be so mad. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. so is this movie pro-choice or pro- Never mind, let's not. Sorry. <laughs> it's, I don't need to ask you. I think he had undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> or maybe he was diagnosed, I don't know. I can see that. I mean, honestly, I can see When that. he was like listening to the radio and she's like, hello, and he was just like, I don't hear anything. <laughs> Speaking of the radio, quick shout out to the soundtrack okay. uh, that features like The Prodigy, My Chemical <laughs> Romance, Deftones, Joy Division, which is, I would also like to say, like, aka, like, did high school me make this soundtrack? The soundtrack is so good. The Prodigy featuring Juliette Lewis. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. Is yeah. Going on. Totally. Um, and Marilyn Manson, I think it's important to talk about because he's horrifying and it's news. Yeah. Yes. Good yes. song, though. <laughs> it's like my favorite Marilyn Manson song. I like, I loved Marilyn Manson. I, I will say, yeah, me too. when the I love My Chemical Romance. Like, yeah, uh, I also love my chemical romance. When that song came on for the on the closing credits, Shane ran into the room. <laughs> <laughs> wow, millennials! Like, what <laughs> the music in it made me feel <laughs> truly awake and alive in a way that I hadn't in ten years. Yeah. Well, Josh, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so, so much for coming on so and talking about this actually fantastic movie. With oh, us. So good. One last question. Can I get both of you to do your best Paris Hilton? Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. That was horrible. <laughs> no. It was, it was so bad. Wait, I want to try again. I want to try again. I want to try. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that's hot first to get into it. Yeah, you got to get hot. into it. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh my God. Thank you <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh my god guys thanks oh. <laughs> it's actually a great way to end the podcast <laughs> incredible this we're gonna get we're oh. gonna get awards <laughs> we're gonna get a peabody for this oh my god bunk 237 a horror movie podcast starts yet when and robin zlotnick is the final girls of bunk 237 and introducing alex skoke as camp director susan check the show is produced by me shane segretti our theme song is written and performed by dan zlotnick and our outro music is written and performed by Alex Slasher. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and it may be featured on an upcoming episode. Have a badge of your own for this movie? Follow us on Instagram at Bunk237Pod and Twitter at Bunk237, and let us know. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are downloaded.